Genre. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Welcome to Harry Potter Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And we're just sort of launching into it this week. Okay. It's just us again. You made a face when we started. I almost laughed at you. <laughs> Today, we are talking about Minute 61. We have passed the one hour mark. How do you feel? Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's good. I'm glad that we passed. An hour. Now it's now I feel like it's gonna end up going quicker? really fast, maybe you think or so? quicker. I think that now oh. that we're at Hogwarts, the pace has definitely picked up. Just this minute alone, I think we get three different locations. It's pretty quick. Do we? No, this is no, all like, one. Wait a minute. This whole scene is one, and then we get another one at the very end. But Mom's like, no, it's not. But this in the later part of the minute do feel separate because they like. It's the hallway and then out into the courtyard. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I get you, because it does start, I mean, they're walking Mm -hmm. somewhere, I mean, yeah. We get a couple walk-and-talk scenes in in this week, and I like both of them a lot. This one, Minute 61, starts with Ron and Harry talking about how he's the youngest player in a century. And it ends with Hermione noticing the staircase banister retracting into the wall. Um, Right here, Ron starts and says, You must be the youngest player in, and and Harry says, A century, McGonagall says. Well, the, 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 our terrible closed captions say a century, McGonagall says, but he doesn't phrase it that way. He says, a century. And then I think he does punctuate, like McGonagall says. I don't think it's I think, uh, written that way. No. But uh, but it, there is that break. Oh, or maybe it's like, so says McGonagall or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Um, in the book, it's... Oliver Wood that told him that he's the youngest in the century. He's the youngest Gryffindor seeker in the century. Oh. Try to do research on, like, the history of the house team. There's no name. I want to know the name of the last person who was a first year on the Quidditch team. Whether Gryffindor or otherwise. Yeah. But I couldn't find it. Uh, I could find, because of stills from one of the movies, um, the head captains of the Slytherin team for, like, 200 years. Because I think there's, like, a plaque that lists all of them that there's, like, a screenshot of somewhere. But here, um, they say that Harry's going to be the youngest in the century, and then Fred and George come up. And 
they are also on the team. So they're congratulating him. They say that Woods just told them, uh, and, and Ron says, we're on the team. Uh, Fred and George are on the team. Beaters. So, I told you that my mission was to learn how to tell the difference between Fred and George. Um, would you like to wager a guess? Which one's Fred and which one's George in this sequence? Do, do you already know? I'm fairly certain, and I have a couple of different reasons why. Uh, in the book, the first line delivered is, Well done, Harry. Woods just told us. Which, which is done by him on the, on the, yes. on our left. If we are, if you are looking at so, this scene on your screen, uh, the twin on the left hand side is the one who delivered that line. In the book, it is mentioned that that line is delivered by George. And it makes sense. Because, as we talked about a couple weeks ago when we first saw Fred and George for the first time, mm-hmm. in the books, it seems that George is the more compassionate one, while, while Fred's more the go-getter. He's really the one that's, like, behind the majority of, like, the pranks and things. And, uh, so, George comes, and he says, Oh, well done! Woods just told us that you're on the team. And Ron mentions that uh, that the two of them are beaters. And Fred, the prankster, says, It's our job to make sure you don't get bloodied up too bad. Which sounds more of a jokey... Which is, yeah, it is kind of a, like... It's meant to put Harry on edge. Yeah. To do the opposite of what, like, it sounds like he's saying. Exactly. Exactly. It's to make him nervous about the game. Rough game, Quidditch. Um, and then George, because George is always the, he's the second, he's the secondary. He's the, it's like set up punchline kind of thing. Right. So Fred's the one that introduces this idea that like, we're here to make sure you don't get bloodied up too bad because the game is a rough sport. You, you muggle, uh, grown-up child don't know just what you're getting into here. We don't know what Quidditch is at this point. All we know is that it's played on yeah, games. Yeah. And and there is a th- there are players called beaters and it's their job to make sure you don't get bloodied up too bad. Like, so like, Wait, let's man. put this fear in Harry. He doesn't know what Quidditch is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ron does, and so he's not concerned. But Harry's nervous here. And then George responds, but no one's died in years. Yeah, like, uh, but it's, it's, it's fine. Like, yeah, you won't die. Like, you're not gonna die, though. Uh, someone vanishes yeah, occasionally, but they usually turn up in a month or two. That's, that's not so bad. Yeah, but it's still enough to, like, make Harry nervous. So as he and Ron turn and, and leave the twins behind, he looks terrified. Not terrified, but, like, real worried. So now we're in this courtyard. Uh, I did some research, and I'm pretty sure that this courtyard is Durham Cathedral. Durham? Yeah. This is the same courtyard, I think, later in the snow that we see Harry let, uh, let, ha- uh, Hedwig take flight. Uh-huh. Um, Durham Cathedral is what it's credited as, according to movie locations. Movies, movie-locations.com is the resource. Sorry about the jostling. Yeah, the cat. Yep, there's a noisy cat. (laughs) Always. Always the noisy cats. It's okay. It's okay. They're magical. They're magical. 
They're magical. They're named for queens. Anyway. So Harry's nervous, and Ron tries to reassure him, and is like, Quidditch is great! It's the best game there is, and I'm sure you'll be great too. Uh, I love that their robes are kind of disheveled. Right, they're kind of like half, like Harry's look like they're halfway on or Yeah, off it's or like falling off one of his whatever. shoulders. He doesn't even care. Right, it's like, whatever. Uh, he's over it already. <laughs> he's just like, he's just kind of taken aback about being the youngest secret. Yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that, uh, you know, he's freaking out a little bit. No one's died in years, but people do vanish occasionally while playing Quidditch. Yeah, that's always important. That is, that's nerve-wracking. So they're walking through, my goodness. Sorry, guys. Again, sorry. For the cats. They're feisty today. I know, I don't, I haven't gone all day, and so now they're going to act up. Ron's trying to reassure Harry, and in the background we see a professor with a Gryffindor and Slytherin student. Yep. Which I like. And and Hermione's sitting at the end of the bench. Hermione's going to get up and, like, join them. I, because we've been seeing Hermione for the last, like, half hour already, keep forgetting that the troll scene is still, like, in the future. Yeah. So they're not... They have better rapport than I think they do. I don't know if this is out of sequence. Or... No, it's not out of sequence. The troll still happens later in the book, too. But... But she's definitely, like, invested herself more in in the boys already. They feel friendly. She yeah. was there when Harry read the letter that said that, uh... Or, well, read the newspaper and mentioned that it was the About, vault that he yeah. went to. Like, shared and that information he, he with her. her. There's, there. like, a confidence between the three of them already that I really like. Like, without even with consciously doing it or consciously knowing about it, like, she's already kind of in them, in their... Yeah, the trio is established firmly at this point in the movie. Um, which makes Ron sound insincere later when he says it's no wonder she has any friends. Like, you're her friend! You're like, about shut to, up, you're her friend. The next five minutes you guys are going to spend together, basically. Well, more than five minutes. We're going to get some good stuff this week, guys, over the next couple minutes of the show. Um... Very excited. So, Hermione's like, you're not... Harry's worried he's going to make a fool of himself. Hermione's like, you're not going to make a fool of yourself. It's in your blood. And then goes to show him. Cut to, like, trophy case. But before we get there, it's in your blood. Is, um... Sports talent passed down genetically? No. I mean, I, I guess, like, <laughs> athleticism or dexterity. Not maybe. even, because if that was the case, then Albus would have been able to play Quidditch in The Cursed Child, and he was not. Um, but Harry's dad was a seeker. Yep. And we're gonna see this, uh, we're gonna see this trophy case in a second. On the, on the trophy, or not on the trophy, but on the little, like, medallion that's recognizing James Potter, it's 1972, did some research. James Potter was born in 1960, which means that this, this medal was earned when he was a second year. So, uh, he was a natural. So Harry is like a natural on a, but I don't like the idea that, oh, you're a great seeker because your dad was. No, I don't think that kind of stuff can be inherited at all. You always hear, uh, 
but now, not now it's a thing to to make it funny for the guy, the dad who's like maybe like an ex jock football player, baseball player, whatever soccer player, mm-hmm. and then having the kid that's like the a nerd, nerd. Yeah. and can't do anything sports related whatsoever because it's not passed down. You make I think the assumption, it's, it's, oh, he's my son. Of course, he can I, do that. I no. think that if Harry had been like raised by James Potter and had grown up riding around on brooms, well, then yeah, it would make sense for him it to would be, be a, a huge. Yeah, but huge like difference. he didn't grow up in that household, so he had no reason to be proficient no. in a skill that is a learned skill. Not at all. It was just a natural knack. Talent do we are there ever this is off topic but are there not off topic but off uh, off movie uh can you think of any instances in like media where it's the other way around where you have like the the nerdy dad that has a kid that turns out to be like super jock and is just like i don't know how to identify with you i've never been like sportier it has happened okay i know it has it's in the back of my brain like telling me like i've seen this but I couldn't give you, like, an exact title or, for instance... It sounds like something that I would have seen, but... But, uh... I also I know it have has examples happened. in my head. It all... I, I believe it has happened. I mean, of course it has, because that's kind of, like, funny to people. Sure. Uh, definitely. So we see this, uh, this Gryffindor trophy. Not trophy. What would you call this? This is, like, it a display, like... and it's got some medals attached to it. Yeah, more like, almost like a plaque. Plaque. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. We see this plaque, this Gryffindor Quidditch plaque, apparently. We assume it's a Quidditch one because it's James Potter's featured front and center and it says Seeker at the top of his. Even though, you know, the other two people that flag on either side, the names. They're different years and they're different designs. It doesn't say what position it is. It's not even the same way. Like, the years are on top instead of being on the bottom. So on the left, we see 1969 R.J.H. King, who I couldn't find any information about. And on the right, 1971... M.G. McGonagall. Um, clearly not our Professor McGonagall. We talked about a couple weeks ago with Scott Corelli that McGonagall went to school in like the late 50s. So, definitely not her. However, I did find information that McGonagall has two younger siblings. Uh, two little brothers, a Richard and... I don't remember the other one, but the other one starts with an M. I think Matthew. Oh, so uh, two brothers? But the the year's still not quite right, so this might... I don't think McGonagall has any children, but this could be like a niece or a nephew. Yeah, some kind of relation. Yeah, that's the best I could find, because okay. this is literally just like a visual joke. Yeah, just to have that name or there. Whatever. Whoa, wait a minute. I have issue with... James Potter's 1972 here. Um, book-wise, canonically, it makes sense. But movie-wise, we keep coming over and over to the fact that Harry's parents are 10 years older than they're supposed to be because they died when they were 21. But in the movies, they died when they were like in their 30s. So they look a lot older whenever we see visual representations of them. They didn't like, they adjusted the years of Harry's stuff and nothing else. Which, I mean, they should have just changed everything if they were going to change that. Yeah. Oh, well. I think, I think that, 
Chris Columbus just wanted the movies to come out in the year that they, or like happen in the year they came out, or whatever, to be represented that way. Right. But it doesn't really work. No. Not really. It's going to be even more convoluted when we get to Prisoner of Azkaban, because oh, it, it came out a year and a half after the movie before it, so it's just like, let's make the difference between the timeline even further. It's weird. All sorts of messed up. Uh, we're almost at the end of the minute. So, they're looking at this statue. Not statue. Black. They're looking at this plaque. Why did I say statue? They're looking at this plaque. And, uh, Harry expresses that he didn't know that his father played Quidditch. Like, he didn't know anything about this. Yeah, because Ron was like, you didn't tell me your dad was a super. He's like, I, I was like, know. I didn't know. Like, how was I supposed to know? I didn't. How was I supposed to tell you if yeah. I didn't even know? I didn't even know who my dad was, so. I mean, well, yeah, he knows his name, but he yeah. didn't know, like, anything what about he was him. known for. Yeah, exactly. What he was proficient in and that whatnot. And then we cut to a new set. Uh, the moving staircases. We're back in the big, um, what do you call, what do you call a court, not a corridor. I don't want to say annex either, but like staircases going all the way up. What would you call like that column of staircases? Is there a word? Chamber? <laughs> Central? I don't. I don't think there's a word for it. I think you would have to say like like it's not because it's not a foyer or a lobby yeah. or anything like like that. And so they're back in the room with the movie. And it's not a stairwell. It's not a. It's you wouldn't call it a stairwell. I feel like a stairwell is more enclosed for just like a single staircase. Yeah, like yeah, like when you think about when I think of a stairwell, I think of being like in a building and that normally has elevators. And then you find that room has a stairs. Sure, sure, sure. Literally just stairs. That's what this is. This is just stairs going up and down Uh, for. I don't know. It doesn't give me that same feeling of a sure. stairwell. Okay, that makes sense. I, I associate with something else. I don't know, maybe it is the same thing. So they come out into the stairwell, and Ron is telling Harry, I'm telling you, it's spooky. Yeah, it's spooky. That she knows more about you than you. That's a little bit spilling do. into next minute. But That would be spooky, though. Yeah, she knows more about you than you do. If you were, like, 11, and well, another yeah, 11-year-old like, knew a whole bunch about your parents, and you didn't know anything, wouldn't you think that's kind of weird? Yeah, but it's not... In Harry's case, it makes sense because his parents are famous in the Wizarding World, and he grew up outside the Wizarding World, and Hermione is the person who have read all that stuff and know. Right. So... I think it's a, it's a rare circumstance. Okay. From Ron's perspective, it makes sense that it'd be spooky, but from our perspective outside the story, it it's like, yeah, it's fine. No, it's not that weird. Like, Harry doesn't know anything about the Wizarding World. Like, why would he know For this? a reason. Yeah. yeah. He's separate from it. Um, we'll probably talk, we'll talk about more about the staircase tomorrow. But I like that the banister, like, they come out and they hang a right to go up the stairs. On their left, the the little marble barricade that would normally keep you from falling over the edge of the stairwell mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, starts retracting into the wall. 
Yeah. Which I think is really cool. And she's like watching it. Yeah. Hermione hears it and then she glances back and she looks at it very suspiciously while the boys watching it. No idea. Not paying attention. No. Not even looking. They're having their own conversation between the two of them. Yeah. They're more. He's more. uh, Ron is much more interested in the fact that Hermione knows about Harry's parents. Yeah. 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 We're propelling right along. We've got some like big things this this uh literally big things <laughs> this week. It's gonna be fun. That was everything I had for this minute, I'm pretty sure. It's a lot of talking. But it's mostly just centered around. We do footage. get a lot of see, yeah, we get two really fantastic walk and talks I said this week. Here's the first one. And then after the events of Wednesday, uh Wednesday's minute. We'll get another great walk and talk before uh, Quidditch training. So we got a good week ahead of us. I'm pretty stoked. How do you feel? Good. I mean, this. I mean, this minute is a little on the boring side, as opposed to. Like, I think this has this a lot- kind of a lot of uh, reiteration, of like, oh, like it's We're confirmation you. that. He is going to be in the Quidditch team. Yes. And it's a big deal. It and, is a big deal. Um, they packed all of that. Apparently, in his, his dad was a seeker, and Hermione already knows this. And yeah. he finds it kind of, and Ron finds it kind of weird that she knows this, and like that's about it. <laughs> like that's the whole minute. <laughs> I, I that that and Fred, Fred and George like being like little jerks and and trying to like scare him a little bit, or like put some nervousness yeah. into him about like his uh, future in Quidditch. Yes. Like, yeah, you might go missing. Get, you might go missing. You might but get no one beat died. up. It, no one's died. People get years. bloody, you know, it's fine. Get bloodied up. Yeah. Yeah. Fearful Quidditch talk. Fear, fearful Quidditch. So that's it. That's the end of the minute. I feel pretty good about it. Me too. All right. Uh, join us tomorrow for minute number 52. 62. 62. I'm off. Join us tomorrow for minute 62 on Tuesday as we talk a little bit more about uh, this moving staircase. And you can follow us on Facebook at Harry Potter Minute, Twitter at HP Minute. And you can join our Facebook Listener Society, Harry Potter Minute, and the Listener's Army. Alright. Mischief, Mischief Managed. managed.